welcome to the Fantasy of Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Mario C. Follow me, FOB Podcast. Email me, fantasyofbetting at yahoo.com. So th- this year's getting a little crazy. We had like seven dogs win outright. John Kuhn was trending. Number one. For vulturing touchdowns from people's fantasy leagues. The Super Contest went on a two-week stretch where the consensus went 0-10. How is this not the upside-down world from Stranger Things? This year just feels a little different. Now I have to figure it out before others do. Because I'm not the only one that's whiffing on picks this year. There's a lot of people complaining that just... Something's going on in the NFL. And of course, shout out to Barbara. And I don't understand why nobody was looking for her when she uh, went missing, but whatever. Rookies are good. Veterans are not doing their job. The good teams suck. The bad teams are doing pretty well. Our pets' heads are falling off. What kind of year is this? I bounced back in my super contest, three and two, but my picks I gave you guys, oh and three, and if you include my teaser, of course Arizona messed everybody's teaser up. I tried going safe with two overs, which covered, and of course Arizona messed that up. So I have to try to go 5-0, and which I feel good about this week's games. I'm still in the survivor for both my leagues. And of course, this is the week that you're technically been waiting for. You're going to take the Patriots over the Browns. But I have to take advantage of everybody else not doing well. Even one of the weeks that the consensus in the Super Contest went, oh, in five. I had none of those picks, so I was like, all right, cool. I don't have any of those picks. And, of course, I go, like, two and three that week. How do I not have any of the consensus picks? They go, oh, and five, and I still go two and three. So I'm regrouping. I really have to go over my reek list, make sure it's updated. And I've been so excited about my uh, my reek list that I completely forgot to pull out my manifest that I've been collecting for the past seven years. Little nuggets. Uh, this year I added, which I kind of knew about this last year, but Andy Reid off a loss usually wins the game and covers. So I've added that to my new manifest. But I got to bounce back this week. I need 5-0. and I'll feel good. I'm not too far out of the top spot right now. And I obviously want to get back to winning on my uh, my locks and my teasers and my upset specials. So I also <clears throat> went to a uh, brew fest that I've been talking about. Great time. Uh, the last part of the podcast will be uh, about some beers that I found that I Definitely recommend you guys 
get a little sixer mixer going on at your local liquor store. Obviously, they have to have selection. You have to go one of the bigger liquor stores, but uh, most have the uh, the beers that I will be mentioning. I'll tell you some duds that I had. So uh, if you're not into beer, obviously I'll tell you when I'm going to start talking about beer, and you can obviously stop listening. But if you like beer, definitely want to listen to that show. I think I found some good ones for you guys to try. All right, so let's start the picks. Okay, Mario sees the future. Pick Cinco is about to begin. Last week went three and two. Why did we all take the Jets last week? Should have had the Jags on my card. I took them in my other contests, but the Jets, really, guys? Why did we f all fall into that bandwagon? They didn't have wide receivers. And uh, their defensive line is not living up to expectations. So that is why I am taking Steelers minus seven. Because they're not going to be able to match them point for point. Le'Veon Bell has another game under his belt. So I will take the seven points. <clears throat> I'm taking Titans, plus three and a half in Miami. Miami's dealing with, obviously, Hurricane Matthew. Nariota hasn't really had that breakout game, and you know Miami will always be a disappointment, especially when you have Ryan Tannenkutler. That's his new name. So I'm taking the Titans for a bounce back. They have a good defense that nobody's really talking about. They just can't score. I'm taking Titans three and a half. And of course, the one that everybody's going to be talking about. Patriots. Chalk City, USA. Ten and a half. You're not supposed to do this, especially on the road. Belichick was shut out last week. Tommy's back. Offensive lineman is back. Hopefully they've just been waiting for Tom to get back, and now they will unleash the Gronk. But even if they don't, hopefully he'll score a couple red zone touchdowns. And I feel... The Patriots will cover the spread. Chargers. I don't even know what to say with the Chargers, how you can lose so many players, but they're still in every game. Oakland's been feisty, but somehow Chargers can keep up with teams. So I think a nice plus three and a half with that little tail, we should be able to cover that. Melvin is going to want to redeem himself because he fumbled away the game last week. Oakland's D is still not that good. Obviously, Chargers isn't either. They just lost a top defenseman. 
but this is now or never for the Chargers. Whereas Oakland, they're still young. They lose, they lose, but obviously they can still win and cover. So that's why I took Oakland. <clears throat> and finally, Bengals, minus one against the Cowboys. I got a buddy that's going out there right now. Maybe he'll help the home field advantage, but Cowboys have typically not had the best home field advantage. You got a veteran team. This, I think, will be the game that Dak throws an interception. So I am taking the Bengals minus one. I feel good about this card. Four and one, five and zero, oh, which I really need. Start getting back into it. So that is my card. So now let's go to DFS. <clears throat> I'm doing well in FD, but DK not doing so hot. So let's see how this week goes. Still a long year. QB, I'm going Hoyer, Brady, Luck. Wide receiver, I'm going to give Odell one more shot. Against Green Bay, not the best defense. Hilton, Landry, Edelman if he's healthy. We're still waiting for Cooper to have a big game. How do you not have a big game against the Chargers? And nobody's really talking about Cobb. So this could be a really sneaky play in the tournaments. Running back, Le'Veon will always be on my team. He's just way too cheap. Howard, Gurley's only had like one breakout game. Terrence West should be a good candidate for another 100 yards. Tight ends. Olsen, if no Cam, Anderson's going to throw to Olsen a lot. Bennett should have a big game, especially if Gronk is not back to his Gronk self. Hendricks and... Danell is out for the Giants, so Ty will have the starting job, so he can get a feisty little touchdown, and he's super cheap. For defenses, I'm trying to play around with Rams, Vikings, and obviously the Pats against the uh, Browns. Sleepers. Tubular. Hogan on the Patriots could have a big game. And of course, and he's effed me so many times last year. Cordell Patterson was in a lot of plays last week. So something could be brewing here, especially if Diggs doesn't play. He is base price. And you know that could be the headline is Cordell Patterson's back, man. Did you see him? That could happen. Maybe not that voice, but that could happen. So yeah, so those are my uh, DFS picks. All right, let's start with the lock. I'm going Cincy. Here it's minus two. My dog. Titans, plus three and a half. 
they could actually win this game outright, but I'm going to just take the points. Miami has a lot on their mind. The players are dealing with the hurricane, worrying about their house, their family. They should be playing in Miami because the storm should have passed by then. So I got to take the chance. Titans, even though their record doesn't show it, Mariota has played well. He just doesn't have the weapons. So hopefully he pulls one of those 75-yard runs and just puts the team on his shoulders, and we all know Miami is just going to disappoint us like they did a few weeks ago when we took them against the Browns. Upset special. Are you serious right now? I'm taking the upset special with a side of goat cheese. Buffalo plus two. I don't want to take this game, but the Rams should not be three and one. How are the Rams three and one? I know they have an amazing defense, but I also don't want to take Rex. If you're going to give me two points, i got to take Buffalo plus two. They can win the game. Yes, this is a matchup of disgustingness. and Somebody's got to win, I guess. I mean, you can tie. But I'm taking Buffalo plus two. Teaser. Pittsburgh to win outright. Pats to win. Bring that down. I'm taking the Baltimore o- the Baltimore over against Washington. I feel good about this teaser. So walk up to that counter and feel confident this week. All right. So I rushed through the show because obviously I want to talk mmm beer. Went to the Sun Brew Fest last week. Wrote it down a few beers that I think you guys uh should try other beers that I don't think you should try. So if you want to stop the podcast now, I'm just going to be talking about beers. And if you're interested, save this podcast so next time you go to a liquor store, do a little sixer mixer, which I uh, I like to do once a month, try some new beers. This way you don't get any duds in the chamber, as I like to say. But hey, you're trying new beers. And if you go out on a date or you're at the airport and you see one of these on tap, give it a try. You won't regret it. So obviously I couldn't go to every single booth that was there. So the brewery that stole the show was Omegang Brewery, Cooperstown, New York. Three for three on the beers that I tried for them. I had their Amber Ale, which I'm a fan of the Amber Ale. It's called Rare Voss. Belgian-style beer. Went down very nice. Their Rosetta. Which is a has a hint of cherry. Another Belgian. That went down very nice. And then finally... Grains of Truth Harvest, which was a barley, wheats, oats, and rye beer. And that actually tasted pretty good. I didn't think with all that combination, it would go down as smooth smooth as it did. And now 
the beer that stole the show for me and my buddy, Stone Brewing. They had a couple hits and misses, but we both agreed that their 24 karat beer with a Belgian style, had the hints of carrot and cinnamon and raisin. It just really tasted good. And it's a 9% beer. And I just wasn't expecting it because, you know, I've had some some misses from the Stone Stone Brewing, but this one really stole the show. And uh, I will definitely be buying some more to give it a true taste instead of obviously those little uh, samplers that we get. So now I'm going to reel off some other beers that I tried. Uh, like I said before, save this podcast. I'll make sure to write these in the in the uh, the plot of the podcast, so you guys could always come back to this if you're looking for some new beers to try. I'll write down the breweries that I had. I had an old Yankee Ale. Amber, another Amber, American Amber, actually did well from the Cottrell Brewing Company. I'm a huge fan of Allagash Brewing Company. And this is the Curio Malted Barley. And I kid you not, made in bourbon barrels, it's 11%, and you don't taste any of that 11%. Now, when I did more research on it, it's got coconut vanilla and obviously a hint of bourbon, and it's just a perfect bottle. And it's uh, definitely something I will be buying in the coming weeks to give it a nice try in a full glass. Blue Point Toasted Lager. Just a nice here. American Amber. I'm a fan of the Two Roads Workers Comp Saison. Their Hefenweizen I've had in previous. I had their Old Factory Pills. I was not a fan of it. And I am a coffee stout drinker. And I love the logo. But I just wasn't a fan of their cold brew expressway. It kind of felt like it was coffee that was left out. Um, but I am a fan of this company. I just, those two that I had at the Brewfest just didn't sit well. Another one I recommend you avoid and save the money for something else was the Guinness Antwerpen Stout. I was really looking forward to trying it. And it just had that bitter... Something wasn't right, so when I looked it up, it has licorice, which I'm not a fan of. It said it uses bitter chocolate, which maybe gave it that taste that I just didn't like. So I, I wasn't a fan of the Guinness Antwerpen. I know this is going to sound crazy, but the ballast point Peppermint Victory at Sea was actually pretty good. 10%. It's got hints of, obviously, peppermint. But it, 
it went down smooth. It was a it was a nice combo of coffee, vanilla, and mint. Another brewery that came out of nowhere that almost got the number one spot was the Duclaw Brewing Company. They had a couple beers that I liked. The uh, Sweet Baby Jesus Chocolate Peanut Butter Porter. It wasn't strong, though. You think when you say all that, you know, chocolate, peanut butter, pork, it actually was just nice. And it just stayed on your tongue. It wasn't overpowering. And obviously, when you start giving all those flavors to a uh, beer, it could be overwhelming, but it was just, it was just perfect. I mean, at 6%, perfect. I like the name. And then another one I had from them was the Dirty Little Freak Coconut Caramel Chocolate Brown Ale. I'm, I'm into the coconut in certain beers, and I think this one was used perfectly. All right, let's see if I can finish out some names. I had the Elysian Pumpkin. I'm not into the pumpkin beers and all that stuff, but that one, the pumpkin... Taste was not too strong. It was just nice and light. I had the Muddy Imperial Stout from Goose Island Beer Company. That was also a nice flavor, even though I don't like licorice. It actually tasted pretty good. And finally, I had the Fat Tire Amber Ale. Like I said before, I'm a fan of the Amber Ale. Go give it a try. So now you guys got some new beers to try this weekend during football. Like I said, I'll post this in the comment section when I post this uh, podcast. Save it. Use it for future use. Get a sixer mixer this weekend. Let's win. Let's cash together. Peace.